When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Who Cares About the Rock Hall, a podcast about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I'm your host, Joe Quazala. I know too much about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and I do my dang research for this show. But on the flip side of that coin, someone who doesn't do any research for this show and doesn't really care about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, my co-host, who's with me, as always, Kristen Studdard. That is me on the flip side over Hi, here. here. Living on the flip. Living on the flip. See you on the flip, guys. Uh, we have, this is the conclusion of a, a run for well, us. Well, you know, oh, we're not in ceremonies. Have we had no. a fun name for this no, section? No, we haven't really been doing anything. It's wild that you haven't coined a term to make more work for yourself, like an mm-hmm. echo that you have to put on your own voice. Let's I do know. it right now on the last one. What we had done before was just uh, special, special coverage. coverage. Yeah, I'd been doing, I guess I'll do that. Before we bring in our guest, I'll embarrass myself in front of our guest by saying we are Concluding our special coverage of the 2020 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame ballot and list of nominees. (laughs) And we we are closing the door in a sense. We will have checked off the box of every artist on the ballot. And we will be doing so on this episode with a guest we're very excited to have. (laughs) He is a Bay Area comedian and his name is Torio Van Grohl. Hello. Hi, Torio. Thanks for having me. So you, you, you like... This is the last band mm-hmm. that you've done. Of, so you the, ba- put, of the ballot. Of the ballot. So yeah. the nominees. Yeah, not the last band of all time. <laughs> I mean, who's but you to put say? it. But you put it off to last. You know, in a sense, we did. Yeah. It was more a thing of readily available or... So how, do I, what, how do I put what this? What music critic was going to want to come on and really yeah, that's what I'm. Dave. That's what I'm nervous about. <laughs> that's kind of what it's because what it I've listened to the pod and it's a lot of your guests are like really experts sm- <laughs> yeah people and i just from, feel like yeah. nobody was willing but i'll do it i'll do it i yeah. don't care well it, and, it, yeah, uh, a lot of the guests we've had uh on this run especially have been people with a music journalism background or people from radio the last yeah. two guests we've had are, are people who come from the radio world and then when it comes to dave matthews yeah. band, how many like, people said no <laughs> no <laughs> i know i nobody what i did was i just went on facebook and I searched Dave Matthews Band, and then like your name popped up a good amount. Where I was like, "This seems, this seems you enough." You talk about Dave on your social media? I don't, but I get. I feel like I've been made fun of so much by comedians. That might have been it. That is usually what it is. Like anytime something happens, I get tagged in it. Or <laughs> like Joe with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah, it's just like uh, yeah. In SF comedy, I, I'm kind of the whipping boy of of, of Dave Matthews yeah. fandom. But yes, I'm fine with it. That yeah. rules. I That's encourage perfect. it. That's great. Um, we will get more into Dave in a second, but sure. I want to start off a little more generally uh, in terms of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Is this an institution that you ever even consider or think about? Uh, Yeah, I've been. Oh, you've been to the museum? I've been to the museum. museum. Yeah, I lived in Cleveland briefly. 
Oh, all right. Uh, okay. Stint when I went, over. it was because uh, is it still you, do you, you do you go regularly? I went last year, but I hadn't been in maybe like 13 years. So it's like, do they still do like two floors or for two different bands that they're like uh, showcasing? No, well, they will do installments and like yeah. exhibits that might be band centric. Sometimes they are like genre centric or era centric, and they'll do installations that have to do with a specific uh, topic. Who were so they I rem- Yeah, so I remember when, when I went, there was like a whole Clash floor, which oh, I thought cool. was awesome. Mm-hmm. And then uh, there was a doors floor, which I didn't really care about. Not, yeah. I mean, whatever. But uh, I thought, that, yeah, I thought it was really cool. Do you I, know? <laughs> do you ever like? Does it ever ping in your? Um, so I'm sure I that knew, when Dave got nominated, well, I knew were, Dave like, was eligible last year, mm-hmm. and they didn't get nominated. Was How that, did you find out? Was that on the fan email list? Uh, I just, <laughs> I don't know how I found out. I remember thinking like it should, because I remember Green Day got in recently, right? Yeah, they got and in rem- five years ago. I remember thinking if Green Day's in, Dave should be up soon. Like, it's, yeah, you know, they right. started around the same time. So I remember looking it up and be like, oh, this year will be the year, and then they didn't get nominated, and I was like, oh, like, and maybe, you were maybe surprised. I yeah, of course okay. I was surprised. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I'm yeah, just, I know just... other people aren't, but I always thought uh, I thought because of their commercials, like they're mm-hmm. they're very popular. I don't know if they'll ever get in because I don't know who votes. I imagine people that oh, are yeah. like music we'll get snobs. Into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, I, but last year you were like, oh, Dave's eligible. Maybe they'll get in. I, it crossed my mind at some point, and I googled it. Where are you coming just from your musical perspective? Like, what kind of music do you like? Uh, I mean, just Dave, <laughs> just Dave, <laughs> Dave only. no, like in, in, you know, as a kid, I was really into like punk and Dave Matthews, which was odd. So I'd go to like an anti-flag show with uh-huh. a Dave Matthews t-shirt on. Cause I was just like, I'm a real punk. I don't, that's actually punk rock. Yeah. That's actually, yeah. And then I'd go to a Dave show every summer with an anti-flag shirt. Sure. Maybe. No. Ha- you, yeah. We've discussed this on the pod before, but I, I had an anti-flag shirt. Uh, yeah. And they have like their credo on the back. Yeah, and it was an upside down American flag. Upside down American flag yeah. shirt I had, and then like the broken guns one. Mm-hmm. So that you were you were punk and in DMB. But the cool thing about you. those, so like, and I outgrew the punk thing because you have to. Mm-hmm. But you don't have to grow out Dave Matthews Band if you don't want to. You can you can take that till you till the grave. How much of the community aspect of the Dave Matthews Band is important to you? It's not really. I mean, I, I jo- like in high school, I joined the, the fan thing and you would get some CDs What's in the mail. What's it called? The oh. Warehouse. The Warehouse. Oh, wait, that's the name, that's of, the a name song. of a song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, our listeners know this, but I went through a Dave um, phase in college. Oh, yeah. I've seen him live three times, I think. Is it where spelled in a life. special way? Like W-H-E-R-E or something? No. no. It's just straight it's up just, W-A-R-E? It's like a warehouse. Okay. Like the, the It's name. literal. It's not like now. the men's warehouse where they're Which clever. is W E A R. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. They don't uh, have a lot of puns. I don't think I can't think of any, which yeah. is nice. I'm not a pun guy. Good for them. Yeah. Me, I'm a pun gal, but Yeah. It know. seems like they would. Yeah. I mean, the good for them because they already have there's plenty of ammo <laughs> against them. Does does the guy who's the little do they have a symbol guy? They have, they have that like dancing fire person, the right? Fire dance the logo. The logo is yeah. that a, does that have a like a name that people call it? I think it's fire dancer. Fire dancer. The fire dancer. The yeah. fire dancer. I remember people used to have that on their cars. Too. Yeah, that's like the little sticker, vinyl the, sticker yeah. that you would put on your back windshield. Let everyone know which car to vandalize. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Torio, I want to show you this year's ballot. 
These are all the bands that are nominated, and you get to choose five. This is your personal ballot just for fun. These uh, do not count for anything yeah we're not going to send this <laughs> send your ballot but you know let's i but want you to love take to hear your how thoughts does, how does the, the fan vote work oh so the, I, I, the, if you just google a band you can it just mm-hmm. like comes up now that's the first time uh they've done that is it's it's powered through google so if you happen to be googling one of these groups uh the ballot will come up and the ballot obviously uh for the fan vote anyone can vote and then that comprises one ballot that then is and then there's like a thousand real ballots. Oh, and so then it's basically nothing. It's basically yeah. nothing. Although, but if you look at the past few years, I mean, basically ever since they've been doing the fan vote, which has been like the past eight years or something, typically the artists that get in are the ones that are at the top of the fan vote. Never before has an artist who topped the fan vote not gotten in that year. Wow. And you know who's This could at, be the year. You know who's at... Yeah. I think this... Because I imagine Dave is, Matthews wow. Band's close if they're not at the top. They is are, that just me being they, like... No, no Torio. They are... They're at the top by like a lot. Far and away. <clears throat> yeah. We have a loyal group. It's I'm army. sure there's people on... Are you, All the warehouse managers are Are you there aware... There's a website the where you can see every song of every show like that updates oh, uh, the night of. Set list? It, it's called, no, it's DMB or it's, Almanac. It's oh, just you mean for Dave Matthews. Just a specific Dave Matthews. Okay, <laughs> yeah. So, like, say you're there's a show in another city, and you want to know what they're playing right now. You someone's updating. Well, updates in real time. In real, like uh, as the songs are played. Well, if, like, pretty I've, much I've, as soon. Yeah, quick. You, like I remember. Yeah, quick. You know, maybe not quick enough at real time, but like the, it'll be half up before the show's over. Wow. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. People and I'm not, really care. People care. It's. it's I'm very not. Clear. I'm nowhere near the super fan mm-hmm. that exists. It's a combination of the the community is very engaged and passionate, sure. and then also the band and whoever is running their social media and their website, right. they're sending people to the fan vote. They're active in trying to get the vote out, and it's happening. It's working. And yeah, how far how how far ahead are they? It looks like Dave is leading pat benatar who's in the second place. So it's about eighty thousand or so. Yeah, votes. so it's not a runaway by any means. Uh, 80,000 is a lot but at this point it's not nothing is moving because people have been voting for so long and we're getting towards the end that like for her to overcome him would be nearly impossible I would like it if she did (laughs) yeah I'd be into it too but let's get back to the ballot Torio yeah no I actually uh, agree I agree Pat Benatar should be in absolutely is that that that, the first one on your ballot yeah I would choose her all Great. right, you don't. You not just to suck up to me though. You don't have to choose who. No, I no, no. I would pick choose. Beth Benatar. Hell yeah. Uh, I would. I'd pick Whitney Houston. Hell this yeah. This is a good ballot so I'm far. I'm liking this ballot. Um, I feel like if I knew my ballot counted, I would pick the Notorious B.I.G. These yeah. are these are the three picks that I would for sure pick if I had a ballot. But I don't. But but since it doesn't count. Yes. I don't think I'm going to pick just because like I don't listen to but, the. But we're pretending it counts. Yeah. But it's like the canon of. Right. Yeah. Rat so hip hop. So you feel a responsibility as I would yes. if I were a voter yeah. to yeah. do the right thing yes. for the for the canonization of the appropriate artists. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. That's wise. You're not just going. I like these bands because I like listening to them. But or then, they remind but me so of then, being twelve. But then on the flip side, so like I'm going to pick Dave Matthews Band. Mm-hmm. Obviously. And so I'd only have one pick left. And I feel like I have to pick MC5 because okay. I love them. All right. But I don't think they will ever make it. Mm-hmm. They have been nominated 
This is their fifth time? And I don't know if them making it over Depeche Mode or Notorious B.I.G. would make any sense. Well... But it's who I would want on my mm -hmm. ballot. Yeah. And and I think you're afforded one of those out of five, (laughs) if you want. I feel like Dave Matthews made this. Yeah, actually, you know what? You're right. (laughs) Very good good point. Yeah, I I would vote. I would go MC5, Pat Benatar, Dave Matthews Band, Winnie Houston, I guess Notorious B.I.G. All right. I like that ballot. That's a great ballot. So let's talk about Dave, though. Let's let's get back let's and let's it. really jump into uh, Dave Matthews Band. And I got to say, this is the shocker on the ballot. I couldn't. You, I, there was nobody would have drafted Dave Matthews. Band. I would have taken him first. You guys drew. A, <laughs> I would have taken him first round. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was truly because the hall has been slow to '90s artists. And we are nearly halfway through the eligibility period for that decade. So the fact that Dave would get on the ballot before other 90s artists who are eligible like Beck or Outkast or even like Sheryl Crow. It's a or Oasis. I mean, it is Oasis. Wilco. You're going to put put Oasis ahead of him? Yeah, I think so. As far as like... That hurts. Being a Dave fan hurts. It does. Yeah. It is. <laughs> Dave showing up on the ballot is pretty wild. It shocked us. We screamed. Yeah. When I we learned, we, we literally screamed. Yeah. It makes you wonder what this pick on the ballot is meant to represent. I'm so curious. <laughs> like, like, is it a, an attempt to have some sort of relevance to a, a, you know, this isn't a 60s act, which is something that the hall has been criticized for. And so they're trying to go newer, but it's it feels like an odd choice to go newer. And Dave is a choice when it could have been who stood up around the hoagie and said, I advocate for Dave. And then I want to know who like seconded it and who thirded it. Yeah. Like, I'm so curious. mm -hmm. Do we have any inside eyeballs? Do we have any? You know, I'm hoping I'm hoping that we can have an episode soon where we we investigate. Rock Hall Pod investigates. (laughs) Because uh, I think that's well, worth it. I mean, I don't. I feel I don't want to just be. I'm not. I'm not I don't want to just just turn into me defending them. Well, you're but, advocating for yeah. them. I feel like you have to take into consideration that they probably sold more records and tickets than most of the bands you just named, mm-hmm. and had seven albums open up at number one, which is which, a feat no one has right. has done consecutively. So. I think if you're in that room making nominations, you can all hate a band, but that's that speaks for itself. But that the it's almost like a baseball hall of fame style advo- advocacy. Stat advocacy. Stat stats advocacy. numbers. Sure. The, I mean, and it's true. It's and I think that is a thing that has to be taken into consideration with the hall. It's 2019. We're a data-driven society now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, I mean, to make that sports analogy, like any athlete going into the hall of fame if they said well we have the most of any category that mattered mm-hmm. they would get in obviously rock and roll hall of fame it's art which yes. is different than yeah. sports i get that but mm-hmm. a hall of fame is a hall of fame too so yeah that's very yeah. true I, that, that's an important aspect well, to it and i think too i mean we've talked about this that that kind of also speaks to the question too where you've got a band like mc5 which is not famous anymore mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. really not famous and you know they do better in some categories than others but i think that too the fame part of it is probably pretty heavy for dmb yeah and it's been a long time since the hall has inducted an act that wasn't super famous 
Yeah, that is true. It's been it's been some time. Probably the last one was the Paul Butterfield Blues Band. Hell yeah! It turns out I love them. <laughs> and that, and shouldn't the Hall do things like that where they uh, highlight artists that aren't as well known in addition to acknowledging the the superstars of an era well i think we've said that before too that it's like it's like if the nomcom got a straight to series straight order, to series order. <laughs> on an artist and they got to say you know we picked this one we are the the group has decided mc5 goes in you mm-hmm. know it's like that would give an underdog pick this is i think dave is an underdog pick in some ways but not in other ways at all yeah i i, I could see a world where this is where the streak breaks where the top fan vote getter does not get in. But Torio, I want to know how you initially got in. Yeah, who to brought this you band. to the warehouse, man? So their big blow up would have been mid nineties mm-hmm. where I was really young at that point. So it wasn't until probably like ninety nine, two thousand when I got the live at Luther College album, which was just uh Dave and Tim like acoustic mm-hmm. that would that's be what Dave I Matthews got. and Tim Reynolds, Tim Reynolds. Yeah, sorry yeah. Uh, and um, longtime collaborator and then eventually a member yeah. of the group that was a CD where I was like okay uh I want to see him live mm-hmm. and then yeah you see a live show and I, out of curiosity just because I think it's with with a band like Dave yeah it's you know, it was like a, bro- a brother or like a, a buddy at school or it was both of those things so my brother had uh he bought the I guess before these crowded streets cd so mm-hmm. that would have been like 98 and so i had i had heard you know those songs on and so yeah that cd and then in high school there was a big dave fan that gave me live <laughs> at luther college yeah yeah and then yeah and then me and some high school friends went to the show i don't know sophomore first, junior year high your school your first dave show a magical mm-hmm. experience yeah the roots opened up oh okay. my gosh wait a minute hold <clears throat> tight the roots oh, this is giving us some insight because yeah. you know Questlove is a, a member of the nominating committee there and we i go. Wouldn't have made him a there dave advocate go. i can't i there's no way i you say that but the roots open no, for I bet dave super Matthews. Tight. i bet they, they, they are were, pals they would and open also, for them a lot here's, here's the thing i could see Questlove voting for them i don't see him bringing them up i don't know if he would bring <laughs> them up but i don't think he would be like nah we can't nominate them i think you'd be like yeah that's a good idea also i mean oh god this is it is i knew it would i knew that i would wind up being a minor advocate for dave because i do think that it's because i'm so charming you don't want to yeah yeah you just don't want to shit on me for an entire hour the raw charisma is hard to (laughs) can't handle it uh it is more that i have my own little journey that i went on where i like my parents bought under under the table and dreaming And then they also bought Crash. And so those CDs were like in my house. Yeah. I mean, Dave was a very safe band for the family to listen to. Which is wild because literally he says, you know, hike up your hike skirt, up your skirt a little more, show, show me your world. world. To yeah. Me. yeah. Coming just, to you. It's yeah, yeah. Like very, but, very coded. Yes. <laughs> he knew what he was doing. Yeah. Uh, Savvy. Yeah. But let's get back to so you saw the roots open for Dave Matthews and it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, life-changing moment. Them? I saw him in San Diego. Okay, so it was Coors Amphitheater back then. I don't know what it is now. And yeah, that was like uh, it was an amazing. It was like when I first started drinking, and mm-hmm. you know, so it was like this is amazing. We went yeah. down and like my buddy's VW bus tailgated, Hell watched yeah. a show. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And, and then you were like, I'm gonna go see this guy a lot. 
was that in your mind or were you just like i, I can't wait to do this again were yeah you... it, so they always would tour end of summer they tour every summer but end of summer would be their california run and so it was always like uh right around my birthday oh so perfect I just, it, I just treated it like this is the day i i'm gonna care about do what i want to do yeah this is and my would, day and i would see uh, at least once a year yeah are you into the like live jamming noodle business? Like, yeah. how do you feel about that? You, I like it. When you first saw them, had you not seen a jam band before? I had not seen a jam band before. No, it was cool. My college boyfriend was really into jam bands. Right. We saw Fish, and then then we saw Dave. And it was like so great, but I had already kind of been prepped. And then also we had been listening a lot to the live at Luther College album, which was, which is, I think maybe the best Dave album. Sure. It's very Mm -hmm. good. How many uh, Dave shows have you been to? You know, I I did lose count, but probably around 30. Mm -hmm. That's a lot. Although, I mean, as we know, there are definitely Dave Matthews Band fans who have seen thousands of shows. 30 and one. So they're just always touring? They tour every year. They took like one year off, but still toured a little bit. And yeah, they tour every year. And and that's another thing I think should be taken into consideration. Like, I know maybe 2000 2010 they had like sold the most tickets or dollars worth. oh yeah yeah they, they yeah. were the the highest grossing yeah. live act that for that decade for the... and they even beat like celine dion who doesn't even really count because she just stays in vegas right it's a residency which is that doesn't to yeah, me if the people be. come to you that's not a tour yeah mm-hmm. that's a pilgrimage celine so that's a represent and it's a cool band like i'm you know it's a cool band to be a fan of because mm. you can see them <laughs> yeah right but i mean you can see them every year close by yeah, they'll, you, know, they'll you don't have to like by. wait mm-hmm. for like, oh, good, Radiohead's going to tour again. They uh, also are known for maybe never playing the there's, same song yeah. the same way, right? Yeah, and you, and you there's not any song they're definitely going to play, which is cool. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like they don't play. They don't always close with the same song no. or anything. No, there's not like, oh, they don't always play Crash. I don't know, maybe that's the most popular song. Do you do you feel like <laughs> I love that you you laughed because you were just like this is not interesting. No, no, but no, like, no, that's not it. He was like, I'm about to ask a rude question, and I have to find a nice way to ask it. Do you feel like you would be a good guide if you took me to a Dave show? Yeah. What do you think would happen to me? <laughs> oh, do you think you could convert Joe? Uh, or I've it- had. I've ha- I've brought people because a lot of my friends are like I want to go to a Dave show with you just to see you happy, <laughs> you know like I want to see what that's like. you miserable yeah. son of a bitch. And so uh, they always either they either they have genuine fun or they're really good at masking it. Mm-hmm. I mean it's a fun time, you know you're you're being inebriated, yeah, one way or another. You're watching how music. much of that is a part of it because you did say part of the magic of Dave for you initially was that you, you were started I've drinking. seen shows drinking, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've seen shows sober. Yeah, it's better if you have some drinks. Uh huh. For sure. I, I feel like any concert would be like that. I think you would like it, Joe. I think it would change how you felt about it. I think they're. I don't think you would love it. I don't think you'd be like, I gotta do that again. But I think you'd be like, I think I understand why yeah, people like it. I think I would too. And the thing, the kind of elephant in the room that we're not acknowledging is that. Part of the reason people shit on Dave Matthews Band so much is because their fans suck. Their fans do. Their fans are not the it best. It is like a special kind. Uh, it's like there was an era when frat guys discovered jam bands, and it was right when Dave Matthews was popular. Yeah. <laughs> and that like combination is uh, toxic <laughs> and yeah. disgusting. And that 
very loud representative for the group has tarnished their legacy. I feel like I agree with you. I think it, it's it's gotten better. Like mm-hmm. I know I was because they've all grown up. Like you know, it's not like young people are still fans. Oh, is that true? Are there? There's no young. It's there's just, not like a lot. Like I think I'm on the younger end. Okay. I don't think there's a lot of people younger than me. Like I know I, I saw a show in Buffalo last year, and it was like those frat douchey guys. And I was Young like, oh guys? yeah, this is probably what it was like in the, uh, maybe not younger, but just like, I don't know, just like a certain kind of Buffalo douching. Buffalo I imagine they're all Buffalo Bills tonight, fans or know? something. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, this is probably what it was like in the late nineties. Like it probably mm-hmm. sucked. But I feel like now when I go. Okay. They, they matured a little they bit. They matured. Yeah. Cause they're all, they're all like mid forties. I well, feel like and that Dave age group. was kind of like fish for bros yeah. you know what i mean it was a lot of like cargo shorts and backwards hats kind of yeah like, puka shells sandals puka shells, sandals with polo shirts frisbee yeah hacky sack but those people were also fans of nirvana and pearl jam yeah i guess those that's same, true those same guys but they got to monopolize for some reason the image of they're like mm-hmm. it's like the bernie bros it's like you know there were <laughs> some shit ass people who now that's what everyone thinks of when they think of fans Even if of it's not necessarily yeah. representative of the yeah. whole. Yeah, exactly. I wonder what one. There was a turning point where that took over the image of the Dave Matthews Band. I'm curious when that was. I think too a big issue for us is that we have lived in Chicago, mm-hmm. and the tour bus incident will like never. <laughs> it will never be forgotten. No. It, it is. No. It is like ingrained in yeah. the. It, the, like, the story it, the story band. of that band mm-hmm. if you are from chicago right. that is if you say Dave Matthews like, band that is what everyone thinks yeah i feel like a lot of people think about it yeah, yeah which is too bad because it's a horrifying image <laughs> and, and for for people who image. are listening and don't know what we're talking about the <laughs> band un i want to say unleashed but they were they were dumping out uh i li- mean it was just but to be clear it was the driver yes, of, of course the, of the tour bus of the tour bus that uh I'll say again I'll say unleashed uh, the sewage tank just the fucking liquid shit uh, into the Chicago River as an architectural tour boat was right underneath them was this daytime I, it, it had to have been if it was a tour the architectural tour has only happened so there what was a, a boat move. full of people who were rained on ton, <laughs> t- literal tons of liquid shit and that is what i imagine hell is like it is and that is that forever shall remain in like the story of the dave matthews band to anyone who is from chicago and the thing about it is it was definitely it wasn't like dave driving the bus he he didn't say uh pull it No, it was it was it was on the drive down as the boat approached. He was probably he wasn't rubbing just... it. He wasn't rubbing his hands together, licking his lips, saying "Chicago, you thought you had one." <laughs> no, it, like he was probably just in the back hanging out with his. He band. might not he have even been on the. He probably wasn't even in there. Yeah. Doing sound check. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, and that I mean there was a huge lawsuit as there should have been, sure. and and also beyond that. Dave has donated a fuck ton of money to Chicago River cleanup since yes. then. Mm-hmm. Which good good for and them. Like we should forgive him, but I think it has forever in my mind been like I'm like not cool, Dave. Like <laughs> I just I, it it has made them unfairly yeah. less cool. Yeah. 
That's yeah. funny to me because I've known the, I know the story, but I never like I just I never thought people would hate him because of that. Oh, yeah. I, I, I think it is a Chicago specific yeah. thing. I think beyond that, uh, people aren't really thinking about it that much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but boy, oh boy, do I think about it a lot because <laughs> it is a it is a really specific and horrifying the timing of it is silly. incredible. It is silly. It is like what a little kid would draw. You know what I mean? Like that's it's yeah. It is, it is like sophomoric and vulgar, and yeah. Gosh, it's like in a broken lizard movie. And it like is so funny that it's Dave Matthews. Yeah. <laughs> like it all all the pieces really fit together to make uh yeah, yeah a broad comedy it's scene. It's really great. It's out of a Fairly Brothers movie. Yeah, it's really great. There's no like footage of it. Which is crazy. Which this tears world. me up inside. I know. <laughs> yeah, we weren't under constant we weren't video quite, surveillance yeah, yet. It wasn't yeah. quite smartphone like season yet. Or something. Yeah. yeah. Uh well the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is a difficult thing and fun thing to talk about because music is subjective, right? How can you look at that ballot and determine who is objective? They're all great. Yeah, right? They're, that's the thing is... I don't know Rufus and, and Shaka and Connor. They we good? have an episode for you to listen to. Oh, thank goodness. Uh, because they're great. And I think all the artists on the ballot are great, but... How do you choose who's better, who's worse? So, because I'm a nerd, I put together a list of categories that I think if you do well in enough of these categories, you have a good case for induction. So we're going to take a little break, and when we come back, we're going to see how the Dave Matthews Band stacks up. We'll be right back. Hell yeah. Welcome back, everybody. We hope you had a nice break. We hope over your break... You looked up some stuff that you thought, well, this is from my past, but here it is, and I am shocked by it. Your past into your present. Wow. Welcome home. <laughs> Welcome home. Act two. Act, All right. In act two, we like to talk about the different categories that a band needs to, uh, that according to Joe's brain, wow, I really took over. It feels yeah, good. Yeah, why not? Um, I kind of like uh, it. Uh, in act two, we like to talk about the five categories, mm-hmm. five are there five? No, there's never been five. <laughs> you say five so often. Uh, it feels like there should seven. be five. It's always been seven. It's seven. That's it's too literally. Funny. All right, Joe, literally you take, never. Okay. Uh, all right, in Act Two, okay. Joe takes over. <laughs> yeah, I really take over the reins from you. Really lead, lead in the carriage in the first act. All right. Yeah, the Dave Matthews Band became eligible for last year's ceremony yeah. for the 2019. So I was right. See? The 2019 ceremony, and that's because uh, they had a live album released mm-hmm. before Under the Table and Dreaming. So 93 would have been so their that one first counts. recording. Yes. What was it called? Remember um, Two Things. Or yeah, Remember Two Things. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, that's exactly it. But um, there were um, some studio tracks on that, which is weird. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Dave Matthews inducted the band Traffic in 2004. Wow. And I remember his speech being not great. Uh, but He's not like a showboat. He's a real... He's, a, he's got like... When he talks, it's like there's anxiety there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like... like yeah, no, like you know, a furrowed brown. Yeah. Like, that's what yeah. I think of. Kind of like, I need to start singing soon. And being kind of uncomfortable. To feel comfortable, yeah. The speech he gave for... I need for, my guitar like right up under my mm-hmm. armpits. The speech you know? he gave for Traffic, as I recall, and he just kind of told a story about how he was really high once and he was like scared and then he heard the song <laughs> Dear Mr. Fantasy in the other room and he was like, that uh, made me feel better. 
Anyway, welcome to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Travic. That, and it was pretty. That's a pretty shitty speech. Uh, so let's talk about the first category, which is critical acclaim. I think they are. They have a good record with the critics. They have the opposite problem that many bands that we talk about. Uh, have which is normally when we're talking about a band the critics later want to be like oh yeah I always thought they were great when meanwhile they were just trashing their asses Mm -hmm. in all over the press and this I think is the opposite type thing where Dave when Dave was at the height everyone was like what a great thing and now Mm -hmm. everyone's like we never said that yeah Yeah. I think there's a little bit of that I feel like they probably in the beginning thought this was because it was like all trading tapes right like that was how Mm -hmm. jam bands became big and I, I bet they thought that was cool. Whereas now I know like Rolling Stone gives them no love. Right. But yeah. I mean, and it, at, in their heyday, absolutely. Well, on, just, on the cover sure, a lot. And I'm sure they were on the cover. And I bet Crash got like, you know, five stars or whatever, like mm-hmm. or ten. Mm-hmm. What, how do they do the ratings? Five. Okay. It's out of five. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think their, their albums were reviewed at the time very well. And they're still re- generally respected, even their new releases. But they're not like darlings rolling stone isn't cream in their jeans over yeah dave i don't think i've ever I, used the phrase cream in your I'd, jeans I'd and really, somehow i'd suggest <laughs> that you put it away yeah you will never hear that again uh i say think about it <laughs> reconsider yeah i'm not, yeah. not saying do it but like you yeah, see how get, you feel tomorrow yeah all right thank you so much for i don't hate it me. thank mm, you i truly hate it I have a feeling like it's Dave. It's the spirit of Dave that's gotten through me. No way. Cream uh, in your cargo. Yeah. No, it's it's uh, shitting your pants. <laughs> shitting your Into sandals, cream in your cargo. Shitting your river. Okay. Oh, shit me a river. Why don't you shit me a river, Dave? Next category is classic albums. Now, let's go through the discography of the Dave Matthews Band. They, if we're talking studio albums, that first breakthrough in 94 under the table and dreaming that was huge a very successful Mm -hmm. album and then somehow they topped it and even more popular was crash which was two years later in 96 and then each i mean the albums that came after were also very popular but it was a decline of about one uh time platinum each <laughs> album it goes before these crowded streets and then every day and then busted stuff which is in 2002 <laughs> stand up uh big whiskey and the grew grux king which was dave what uh why which was nominated for best album that was a great Grammys album that was a that nice year. little comeback and there were a lot of i mean the crit the critics did uh enjoy that i album. was already out i was i was off And then Away From the World and Come Tomorrow did not reach platinum status, but because of the state of the record industry, they did go number one. Uh, And from Before These Crowded Streets to Come Tomorrow, those are all number one albums, which is uh, an insane run. So Uh, you were saying that like that's a a record? Do they hold the record? No no one else has had number one. And it's still going. (laughs) They probably will do another one. They'll do another one. But having seven consecutive number one studio albums. What's crazy is Crash wasn't a number one. It was number two. Yeah. Which what? Even though it sold the most out of all of them. Yeah. So it's like it has to do. Was with... Was that like Alanis? What was happening that? Oh, that's a good question. What was in the way? And then even the live albums. So many of those went platinum. Whether it's Remember Two Things from '93. Uh, which was probably a retroactive thing once right. they became big. People went back to that one. Red Rocks, uh, 
listener-supported the United Center in Chicago, Folsom Field uh, in Boulder, Colorado, et cetera, et cetera. And live at Luther College, that is just a Dave That's record, Dave alone. Dave and Tim. Dave and Tim. But and Tim. He had, a, and then he had on a solo Spotify, album, too, separate. that won a Grammy. Wait, can you find out who was in the number one spot? Yeah, I, I am very curious to find that out. So it looks like Jagged Little Pill was oh. the one that was in the uh, way. That was in the way. Yeah, and then weirdly enough, and not didn't make the ballot this year. Rage Against the Machine, Evil Empire, and then Hootie's uh, second. <laughs> I wonder album. if Hootie will Cracked ever make review. the ballot. <laughs> Hootie's never. No, their, their follow up, Fairweather Johnson. Wait, will uh, Alanis make the ballot? I I can I, see it happening. I hope she does. I can yeah. see it happening. I fucking hope yeah. she does. She'll be I, eligible soon. Then and is then, she eligible right now? Yeah. Oh, she's eligible, especially because she was putting out albums when she was like a Canadian like kid. Oh yeah, she's star. doing her. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, she's been eligible for a she bit. She was on. I bet uh, she'll make, make the ballot at some you point. Can't do that on television, right? Uh, so, do you guys think any of these albums make Rolling Stone's list of the top 500 albums of all time? <sighs> I know the answer. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. okay. Well, then I guess well, this, then is, this is just for Kristen. I. Oh my gosh! I feel like if if there's one. Mm-hmm. It is Crash, but that's so weird because it was only went to number two. But Crash, I think, was the big one. No, I it mean, was. Under no, the I mean, Table that's, that's... Dreaming was very good, good a breakthrough album. But I think that Crash was like the height of their powers. I and think popularity. you're absolutely correct. Yeah. So I think if if any if, if any are on there, it is Crash. Okay. No, the answer is no. There's, no. They're not on the. They're okay. not on the list. I remember when that came out and I was looking through them all. Just quickly thumbing through going, Dave, Dave, Dave. And I Dave, remember, Dave. I mean, I was like reading them and I yeah. was like, it got to, uh, it got to like uh, the hundred and I was like, cool. So they made the top hundred. <laughs> 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 like there's gotta be one. It's gotta yeah. be Crash Under the Tail of Dreaming. I really think. I have this, this optimism. What's We're great getting in the hall, guys. Me that- and the Dave Matthews band are getting in the hall. What I oh think God. is so great is that you do truly view music through the lens of a Dave fan. <laughs> Like mm-hmm. you're like, oh, the Rock Hall is Dave eligible? Let's find out. You know, like, yeah. oh, oh, they got a list of Rolling Stone. We'll have to see if Dave. I gotta see if Dave's on it. I'm like, there, there, I, there. there is nothing that I like that much that I am immediately like. You're well, not one track mind about. Yeah, absolutely yeah. not. <laughs> but I do think you could make a case for Crash and Under the Table and Dreaming yeah. as being classic albums. They yep. really are. I think, you but could they're do that. just the the they have that problem critically with. They in their heyday were lauded, but afterwards, kind of yeah, it was like too big, too fast, too, and then people didn't. It's like and, Mumford and Sons now. Everyone loved them for one year. Oh yeah, that's and, a good. That's a good. And comparison. now everyone's like, I can't just stop. Mm-hmm. And yeah. there, I mean, there's bands like Coldplay too, where yeah. they just got too big and too mainstream, and then it, in retrospect, it becomes like, oh no, I never like never. Yeah, yeah. it was like, was Yellow even Cook really all music. that great? Yeah. Well, let's talk about yeah. some of the uh, the next category is iconic recognizable songs. And let's go through some of these songs. We'll start chronologically. Under the Table and Dreaming has three songs that everybody knows, which is What Would You Say? What would you say? forgot that song existed it was also too the mid 90s was like the height of 
well, like maybe not the hype, but like music videos were cool. Oh yeah, they yeah. were making. It oh, was, and that had, had a, a cool statement. video. And they had some didn't cool it? videos. Yeah. They, yeah, they had some the, some oh, cool yeah. stuff. Don't throw the marshmallow water. He's a donkey on a drink. And then ants marching. And Ants Marching might be their, I, I think, one of their most definitive Iconic, songs. Yeah. And then uh, Satellite. Satellite in my eyes Like a diamond in the sky How I wonder Satellite That's a nice song. It is a very nice song, yeah. <laughs> And if you are turned off by the, uh, you know, donkey on a drink, then Satellite maybe will be Satellite's more Satellite's a nice one. Well, also, all three of those songs were like, they are what they say and they say what they are. Like, there's no ambiguity about the titles. Oh, I mean, I think Ants Marching. No, but that's like in the course, you know, and all the little ants are marching. Like, they say that. I think it's, but I do think it's less obvious. Sure, but I just was ones. looking at the track listing on some of these albums, and I'm like, what is number forty one? What is right. Jimmy thing? Like, yes, of course. What of the course. fuck right. are these things? They don't even talk about them in the chorus. They're still doing that too. Like, they're the single on their new album's called Samurai Cop, just because they were watching Samurai like, Cop. Fuck you! Yeah. It I is, hate yeah. that shit. <laughs> I hate it. Yeah. It makes it so hard to yeah. find a song to mm-hmm. remember. A Especially song. now when you don't have CDs. Yes. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. I no, really yeah. hate it. And I think they they kind of developed that later because I'm looking at these songs on Crash, and I would say there's at least four major songs off of Crash. There's obviously Crash Into Me. And then I w- So Much To Say. And then, I for- oh my God! Confusingly, they also have a song called "Too Much" right. on that album. One of the stupidest uh, titles for a song ever: "Tripping Billies." Cause a tripping Two-step? So two-step's my, my That's favorite. That's a big song, right? Two-step is, to me, as far as I understand, not a song that was like a radio hit, but is a song that fans love. And I have talked to people who are like, I don't really like the Dave Matthews Band, but I like two-step. Celebrate well, because life is short but sweet for certain. Two-step is a lot like their, there's a Tripping Billies where it's just like, let's drink because we're going to die. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? They have right. very similar uh-huh. choruses, right? Yeah. I love, I the live version of Tripping Billies is I'm the same way Dave, with Two-step. Uh, like live is just, Dave. it's a lot of fun. Like he mm-hmm. does like an opening that's different every time, like lyrically, which is not something, you know, you can jam and do that differently, but like he does a different lyric every time and yeah. it's really long and they they go for it hearing these songs is like taking me 
in a time machine. Yeah, it is, right this back. is how boomers feel, I'm sure, all the time. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, when you're hearing songs on classic rock right. radio and you're like, yeah, man, I fucking remember. I used to be young. <laughs> yeah. And like, I'm li- I'm, I'm feeling that <laughs> yeah, way. That's not good, Kristen. I don't like it. No, no, no. But I am just remembering like how it felt to really love those songs, mm-hmm. you know? And the, I mean, so this was the era where they were on top of the world and these songs were played on the radio a lot. I remember even being a huge Dave fan and being tired of on MTV. It was like every fifth video. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Ooh. I was like, come on, MTV, bring on Scotter Day. Yeah. <laughs> they would have Scotter Day. Yeah, every I bet in they a did. While. It's uh, great. Real after, Big would come and host. After Crash, I would say that the a number of songs that the general population knows is pretty slim. On Before These Crowded Streets, I'd say it's only the song Crush. I think Stay, too. Yeah, Stay, I feel like I looked up and it just didn't sound familiar to me. Taste of a good life. It was the lead single off of that. I remember when that. But do you feel like it has had? It's not like doesn't have staying power. I, I, if you that's will. something I've I've brought up before. Yeah. Uh, which is that for how big these songs are, I am surprised at how we don't hear them that much anymore. Like if you listen to a station like Jack FM in Los Angeles where they play everything, seems like the type of format that would absolutely play Dave Matthews Band and you never hear them. They are like a band without a country. Like they don't have a place to land for some reason, even though I think a lot of their songs are very accessible, poppy, yet folky songs. But something happened where you hear Sublime more than you hear Dave Matthews. Which might be confusing for Torio, who listens, who seeks out Dave Matthews Band. <laughs> no, so it is. It experience. is. Aw- I mean, every time I get in my car, they're playing. They're playing. I don't know what you mean. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I mean, I, it's just it's just some kind of weird algorithm that knows Red Hot Chili Peppers fans still listen to the radio and Dave yeah. fans don't, right? I wonder too. It kind of goes back to what I was just saying too. I think that Dave is a nostalgia band. Like they are a nostalgia machine. They in almost a way. feel instantly nostalgic yeah like when they were new they were almost nostalgic it was almost like you knew that this couldn't last or or, okay no 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 i don't mean it like to sound that way stitching on a fucking pillow (laughs) you know (laughs) these are the days man you know eat drink and be merry i think you're just you're just dancing around the fact that this music makes everyone feel great (laughs) (laughs) it makes them feel safe and warm and yeah. that's all you're saying. The, the combination of like the <laughs> violin and then sometimes the saxophone to me and like some of the production on these uh, studio albums feels like, oh, is this the opening theme to Deadwood? Like. <laughs> Ooh. 
Because saxophone and violin are not instruments I'm used to hearing so presently in pop songs. It can be a little corny. Well, and I, I mean, this is not a kind observation, but Dave's voice is not for everybody, it's, guys. Yes, it is a... <laughs> a pretty baby. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, don't, like, I don't know what you mean. Uh, like... <laughs> uh, you know, it's an acquired taste. It's absolutely an acquired taste. And I would say, getting back to the recognizable songs, I think after that era, maybe the only other song people might know is The Space Between. The Space Between The tears we cry Is the laughter keeps us coming back for more I mean, maybe I'm wrong. I think Where Are You Going and Gray Street, maybe? Gray Street. Is that a question and then an answer? <laughs> Where are you going? Gray Street. Gray Street. Yeah, Gray Street was one of the ones that kind of popped up when I was looking up songs. How but does I... it go? The Gray Street. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like where you're going maybe more than Gray Street. I might. Is where are you going uh, it's slow? slow, yeah. I, I feel like it's I, in a lot of romantic comedy movies, yeah. too. I'm no hero, oh, that's for sure. But I do know one thing. It's where you are. It's where I belong. I do know where you go. It's where I might be the thing about them is that their sound is so them mm-hmm. and it is nobody else it, and they haven't i don't know and they have Tori, not changed i was going to ask you to speak to this do you feel like they have evolved i think they're taking chances still they, they take risks but i don't think i don't think their singles would reflect that necessarily okay. but i think if you listen to the new albums you'd be like okay he's at least they trying like add a dj like There's, what happened what do you mean <laughs> that's Kristen's only way to understand <laughs> yes, uh, they have a reggae evolution. horn now they took chances yeah. they, they went no, elect- i think they, they, didn't they go have electric, like they some songs that are like electric guitar focused you okay. know he got rid of the acoustic guitar hmm. they have a piano player now that's exciting yeah <laughs> uh so let's talk about the next category which is commercial success and this is obviously a great category for them might Their be the time reason to shine might be the reason they're on the ballot in the first place according to wikipedia as of 2018 the band has sold more than 100 million concert tickets combined total of 91 million CDs and DVDs. I don't know why. Whoa. That's the uh, oh, yeah. Well, they did. They released some of those live albums with DVDs. Okay, so that's why it, so it's, you can watch them. Okay, yeah. No other uh, no other bands. Wikipedia has a distinction They're for not. DVDs. Yeah. <laughs> so that I mean, they they've just sold a lot of records. So many no number one albums. Uh, so many times having gone platinum, they are very commercially successful and still are to this day and are a huge live act. Uh, the next category is longevity. Now, there's two ways to uh, appraise this, I suppose. Mm. There's when they were relevant and huge, and I'd say that was probably, what, 94, which is Under the Table and Dreaming, through, I'd maybe give them to the mid-2000s. I'm busted stuff was 2002 and who can forget the album busted stuff but then after that it was they weren't the hot thing anymore yeah that this that's their imperial phase their imperial phase but if you are giving them credit for being a live act and an act that still draws and can still perform at you could say the top of their game uh still like uh 
headlining a music festival. Yeah. You know, they're still top billing. Yeah. I mean, and that, that extends from 94 to now. And that is the that is impressive longevity, no doubt. This is going to be out of order, but I am curious because you probably know this. How did they get together? They were all in South Africa. Dave was no, they were doodling uh, yeah. on a guitar. Charlottesville, what? Virginia. And then he is South African, though. So he grew, he was born in South Africa, moved back a little bit, and then ended up there. In Charlottesville. Yeah. And he was a bartender. At like a, where they played music. And the, so the drummer's amazing. We haven't talked about Carter, Carter at all. Beaufort. And I feel like he gets more critical acclaim than the band, I feel like. So they won't give them top 500 albums, but he'll be at like towards the top of top 10 drummers active. Really? And things like that. Yeah. And so he he was a drummer there playing shows, and so he, and Dave was a bartender, and that's how. And he was just noodling in his garage, and then he was like, "I want a band of my name." <clears throat> well, no. They, I, no. So he was the bartender. So when they would start playing, he, they didn't have a name. So people say it's Dave Matthews Band because he everyone knew him as the bartender of the club of bar. The, okay. And they just never. And how did he get all these instruments into it? He was like, "I got." Well, so like the bass player was sixteen. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And they went to the parents. Stefan. Stefan. They went. To, they needed someone who had days off or like afternoons, I guess. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh, and so they after went. School. Yeah. So Is they went to. Uh, and he played stand up bass at school and they like had dinner with his parents. And like, can you join the band? And then he was like, I got to learn how to play an electric bass. And that's how they were just. They couldn't find anyone who wasn't in high school. How big is Charlottesville? I mean. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you have it is weird. Like you, how pick- did they meet him? I'm so what? I mean, did that's, they scout oh, you him know, at a band concert? Honestly, I I thought I remember reading that like a professor like recommended him. Oh, he was really? like, yeah. I have this student who's really good. Yeah. And this professor was just at the bar. I'm like, uh, so curious. It, it was Professor Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he real real great guy. Um, yeah. yeah, no, it was like picking the best, I suppose, or mo- most interesting. They were interesting. probably playing like ja- a lot of jazz would be my guess, like at least the violinist and Carter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it kind of just turned into... Just noticing interesting musicians in the scene and then getting everybody together. They interview together. Carter about it and he says like, I w- we were in someone's basement, maybe Dave's basement, and like it was really bad. Dave was new and it was bad, but like there was just something about it. That seemed like we should keep trying. Let's try it again. This. Yeah, yeah. That's neat. I'm, yeah. I'm just so curious. It was like I don't know anything about them yeah. really, other than I knew that Dave was South African. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like kind of like he's he was obviously he, born there, but like he yeah. doesn't. You don't really detect it from an accent, right? And he spent a lot of time growing up in America and South Africa, so it's how many people are in the band? So originally five, but now there's seven. Mm-hmm. But they were like playing these. They got their, you know, kid bassist, and mm-hmm. then they were like, you know, what this is missing—a violin and a saxophone. No, <laughs> that was not what happened. What what they have, what Dave has said, it was like he wasn't. I wasn't necessarily look, looking for a saxophone player, but, but Le- Leroy was so good and in the scene, and I was right. watching him play, and I was like, I yeah. need to be in a band with this guy. I don't necessarily need a saxophone player but then he had i think it might have been for trip and billy's there's a violin part that he had in his mind yeah so that came on yeah. he invited boyd tinsley and was like i want you to play and i was like oh we love playing with you why don't you be a part of this band yeah so it was kind of incidental that's cute yeah. i like stories like that i mean Neat. the first album also has like john popper on it 
Whoa. He, he and does you, the, and it, I feel like that could have happened. You know, like it could yes. have easily just been like, now nah, you're Boy, in the band. I wonder if Blues Travel will ever yeah. enter the conversation yeah. uh, when we're, when we're so. sweeping out the 90s. <laughs> I don't think so. But the story with what it, which song is he on? He does the harmonica solo on... On uh, What Would You Say, I guess. Right? Yeah. Apparently he did it in like one take while Dave was in the bathroom. <laughs> That's the the legend. Well, I remember that. when the sax player passed away and they got a new one, and mm-hmm. he was from Bella Fleck and the Fleck Tones. Whoa! And they interviewed him, and he was just like, "I, I don't understand how this band. There's no leader of this band. Like, even though it's called the Dave Matthews. Well, it's band? just like no. He's just like it's unlike anything I've ever done. It's just like everyone just kind of plays, and it's a mess, and then it somehow works." Wow. Yeah, and the, the story I had heard about the name was that uh, it was like Leroy or someone just like called up the venue to say like, oh, we're playing tonight, or yeah. and they were like, what, what name? Right, What's they your band. They're yeah. like, just put down Dave Matthews, and they're like, it's a solo. It's like, no, no, just put it's, and they they wrote band next to it, and it was just there. It is, and there she blows. Let's talk about the next category, which is innovation and influence. I'm not sure how to attack this category <laughs> um now i i mean i i do think there you could give some credit to the fact that they the combination of sounds and instruments was innovative i don't know if that necessarily set off a torrent of bands that were trying to be like them or if in the grand scheme of things they were really that influential to yeah i've never i guess i've never thought about who they in- i mean you probably don't have Jason Moraz without <laughs> without Dave Matthews Band. Well, and what would we do without that? If there ever was one. Here's a question. <laughs> do you have John Mayer if you don't have Dave Matthews? Another, I feel why we are really no because wasn't John Mayer like only influenced by all those but the blues, blues guys oh you're right yeah yeah but did Dave Matthews but I think he I think make the world safe for John Mayer yeah it makes yeah. sense like he did the crossover from jazz to pop mm-hmm. right that's kind of like you more can be like the... I thinking. but I, I I guess that with the influence I don't know that I really see it well I just think that John would be pretty peeved if he heard you say that. They have played together. They're, Are bo- they pals? they're boys. All right, yeah, never absolutely. mind. John Mayer, he he. But he's a blues, I mean, he he's plays, a blues man. But he plays with the Grateful Dead now, which right. I mean, that, that's, there's, that's a oh, jam really? band. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah, the Dead and right, Company. You guys are right. That is that makes sense to me. But uh, otherwise, I don't know how how uh, strong this category is for them. Uh, Torio. But once again, <laughs> though, it's like because they are their own thing. I guess I can't see who influenced them either. Super heavy, uh-huh. like they are the kind of their own traffic. Thing. Yeah, (laughs) but that's just because it kept him safe when he was high that one time (laughs) you know there's one thing it's kind of outside of music but i do feel like a lot of the encouragement of bootlegs and the way they dealt with their fan base and fan club shit Mm -hmm. and special tickets and special events and special releases i do think they did a lot of that stuff and I mean, it was, innovated a lot of that. Yeah. But I mean, that's not music, so who gives a shit, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but, they, but it is, in, I mean, yeah, they didn't, there aren't, a, there are not a lot of bands like the Dave Matthews Band. Mm-hmm. For better and for worse. Yeah, for better and for worse. It's, it's so funny. At the end of their official bio on the Rock Hall's website, the band has influenced a generation of acoustic driven singer songwriters like John Mayer, 
Jason Mraz. <laughs> oh my gosh. And OAR. Ouch. Ouch. That's rude to put that in wow, there. Wow. Yep. That's brutal. All right. Let's talk about the final category, maybe the most important category. Does my mom know who they are? I mean, in a sense, I feel like they were built for moms. <laughs> like they, like we said, yeah. it's it's a it's fun for the whole family. Yeah, my, my mom does for sure. Purchased those records. I was not buying CDs. They were. And that I mean, one of the reasons they're doing well, I think, in the fan vote, in in addition to the you know call to arms for the fan base, I do think like people know who they are and they vote for them. They're a hugely popular famous band i just think of that moment in our rufus episode when she looked at the ballot and she was like oh and dave matthews band and it's like wow <laughs> we had to talk her back like and we were like wait wait are you sure, are you sure? slow down slow down slow down <laughs> you know but I, I mean that was it just it was the name recognition alone it's yeah, just it like oh whoa strikes, dave matthews band, yeah, they should be in it's like whoa, 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 totally whoa, whoa. they should sparks well i mean based on your own categories you don't think they deserve to get in other than maybe who they've influenced? What did they not I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say they have a definitively classic album. Uh, I wouldn't say their critical acclaim is that great. I mean, you do know a lot of songs, but that those songs aren't played that much anymore. They were commercially successful. Their heyday was not super long, although they are still uh, an important live act, and I don't know that they're that influential. But my mom knows who they are, so put them in. <laughs> That's kind of how I feel. I feel like it's huh. it's good yeah, yeah. to good to strong in the categories, but not like maxing out a bunch of categories is kind of how I feel. And I do feel like even though it's it appears that these categories are equally weighted, that that influence category, I think, is a huge one. It sounds like Joe really wants us to kick off the voting. It sounds like you're... No, just no, making- no. It is time for the verdict. And you will yeah. start, Kristen. You sounded like you were trying to make your case over here. Should they be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Will they be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? If so, when? Will it be this very year? Look, I don't know. Probably, I don't... I'm not... I don't <laughs> think they should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I think it's it's a weakening of the sauce. Mm-hmm. But, but because I don't know that, like... The other jam bands should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I, it doesn't feel right, but then it's... So I wouldn't be angry if they got in unless Pat Benatar does not get in. Yeah, then... <laughs> but, yeah. like, I, I don't... I wouldn't be mad, but I'm not, like... I ha- I am in no way advocating for their inclusion. Okay. I guess is how I feel. Um, I think that this is such a surprise nomination on the will they, I'm like, oh my gosh, it could happen this year. It would be a wild and crazy thing, but mm-hmm. it could happen this year. I'm so curious of if they don't get in when or if they would get nominated what, again. Yeah, like, what happens? What circumstances? Like, where do we go from here? Because I do think that you could, I think they could get in eventually but i don't want them to become a like perennially nominated band it would be terrible very bizarre especially considering how happy their fans are to get online and vote for them Mm -hmm. you know it would be such a slap in the face to not put them in if if they kept topping out the fan vote every year such a shitty move yeah it was almost like they should not have nominated them this year (laughs) uh um but yeah, so oh, I guess I guess they could get in. 
I there, this is just such a wild category. I, I really don't even know how I feel or what I think. And mm-hmm. I did this episode did not clarify it for me at all. It just like it made me feel nostalgic a bit, and that's it. Yeah, wow. I'm like shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe if they get in, it would be in the next 10 years maybe maybe what happens is if they don't get in now then it's like one of those 10 years from now type of things when then they get on the ballot one more time and everyone's like Def leopard you know what i yeah. mean or whatever like yeah it's it's interesting what the narrative will be if they top this fan vote and then don't get in oh gosh that's why i like feel like they could get in right now and all like the think pieces of like well we dave matthews ran away with a fan vote and yet they couldn't get in is that not enough do the fans not matter yeah i think they'll get in i think they should get in they deserve it but i think they'll get in if they win especially if they win the fan vote and i think because it is like the end of the day dave matthews fans are the ones that'll go to cleveland and go they'll go to the oh, ceremony they'll go to the ceremony they'll buy tickets they'll this go is to the be pearl jam 2.0 yeah. if they get in uh especially with so many dead people probably getting in yeah it's going to be them an playing. excellent point yeah but that's as far as we know if we're not thinking cynically that is not what determines the class you know, here's the it's thing. The Hillary votes. won the popular vote. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so, I mean, so, yeah, you would think if they are cynically determining the acts not from the votes, which we have no evidence that they don't do that, that they're thinking. A thousand people vote? Is that roughly? What yeah. Wow. Industry insiders, musicians, nice. and inducted members of the hall. I, I feel like they all like Dave Matthews too, just because like he's a good hang from what I know. Yeah. Yeah, he's well I mean. liked. Yeah, he's he's beloved, but I don't know. That's another point in his favor. Yeah, I just, Torio's over here, and he stays make, he stays like pretty worry. humble. Yeah, in oh, his interviews, and, he just kind of hates himself. And his response to the nomination was like, "What am I doing in this? <laughs> yeah. Like, these, look at look at this ballot. I'm supposed to be yeah. like with these guys. Come on." I mean, gosh, golly. <laughs> it's a lot of oh shucks. And then he scats for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Why am I on the ballot, little baby? Well, Joe, what would you say? Oh, that's nice. perfect. How did we not already do that? Yeah, that's where really are you good. going? Uh, you're, be, you're too much. Okay, so much to say. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, here's the deal, and this might surprise people. I think they should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but I don't think it should be anytime soon. Like, ideally, for me, it's at least 10 years, probably 15, before they're in the conversation. I think I think they have some interesting things about them as artists, but I just don't think it's time. I think... The the number and the the caliber of artists who get in within like the first few years is rarefied air of like artistry and consistency. They would be pulling a Radiohead if they yeah. got in this year, but, but also a Green Day, which I'm comfortable with. Say like the, putting Dave at, at the same level as Green Day. Yeah, I am uncomfortable with that. I, I'm probably more on Kristen's side. Because yeah. Green Day, way more longevity as far as popular influence. Staying in the Staying in the zeitgeist. cultural conversation. Yeah, I think that's true. Um, here's the deal. I don't think it's happening this year. 
I'm going to go out on a limb and oh. say, even though they won the fan vote, Torio's they're not over here getting in this year. Though. And, you know, maybe that's a good way for the public at large to understand that the fan vote is not it could be a way to get people to care about the rock and roll hall of fame to not let them in get up <laughs> up in arms but i do think some i mean it's Teach funny those you, damn fans a lesson you I don't w- control us fan vote i was listening to an interview with joe elliott the lead singer of def leppard and he was talking about getting inducted into the rock hall and he was like well it really happened for us once the fans could vote then we got in and it's like that to me is a fundamental misunderstanding of the process. Like the fans did vote for them, but it counts for one ballot. So if Dave wins the fan vote and doesn't get in, finally people will be even but, more confused about this process. But have, do you, have the voters voted yet? Or, uh, the or deadline they, hasn't come, so happening. they could be looking at this vote and it could mm-hmm. influence them. Absolutely, and, and there might be evidence that that is happening or has happened given the way that the yeah. the fan vote has gone in the past uh but the yeah the deadline is coming up but some people have turned them in some haven't turned them in at this point at the point of recording i say they get in in 10 years that's my guess that's what i said yeah 10 to 15 you guys are gonna be disappointed i know 2020 <laughs> i mean i hope i feel like 2020 is already really shaping up to disappoint me in a myriad of ways yeah this uh, could be the first the first uh, domino to fall all right yeah, well brexit then dave gets mm-hmm. in it's like, yeah who, we don't uh, want to keep talking about what could happen all right let's say they get in though let's yep. say so we already know the members of the dave matthews band that are getting inducted and they were pretty generous because it's obviously the original guys, Dave Matthews, Stefan Lassard, Carter Beauford, Leroy Moore, Boyd Tinsley. But they're also, they're including Tim Reynolds, yeah. who only officially joined the band recently, but has been playing on their records. And he was on yeah. the, record, the early and records. And that's yeah. cool. He's the one. They've included Jeff Coffin. Yep. The new sax player. I think that's fair. Who replaced uh, Leroy. And then they've included Rashawn Ross. That's interesting. The trumpet player. He's been with them probably 10 years now. Yeah. So they're including people who joined kind of, you could argue, after their big success. uh, What's the POC situation in the DMV? Well, they win a lot of the... They've won quite a few... Is it NWACP NWACP Image Awards? Image Awards. So Which is Carter Beauford, Leroy Moore. So three Boyd of the original Tinsley. five are African American. Yeah. yeah, I believe. So. Yeah. Yes. Because uh, I'm also all about diversifying that hall, you know, especially in the recent. So now know. with the seven that are now, there's because Boyd just left the band. Do you know right. that whole story? Oh boy, it's not fun. <laughs> it's oh not boy, fun. sexual harassment. No, against one of the guys who was in his other band, and it's like yes. it's the details are uh, grim. You know what, though? Did I say this before on the show? You know, good for them for taking action and being like, hey, you're Yeah, out. like, that's not okay. Like, that's not okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. I like that. And I'm sure it was very hard for them because he'd been yeah. there since the beginning. Yeah, that's, you know, but so literally I guess, good yeah. for them. Uh, so, no, but so of the seven, now three, one, the sax player is not anymore, but the drummer, the new piano player. But as far as inductees, the, we're in, inducting In terms many, of the inductees, POC? Carter Beauford... Leroy Moore, Rashawn Ross, and Boyd Tinsley. So four of the yeah. eight. That's um, better than The Cure. <laughs> That's true. You know, yeah. no, it's, it's like, true. It's better uh, you, than you, Def Leppard. You can't it's act like this isn't a like, diverse group of 
boys. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> who inducts them? Who gives the speech to induct the Dave Matthews Band into the hall? I Mraz, think Mraz, without Mraz a doubt, Mataz. Neil Young would do it. Wow. Because of the they're super tight. Farm Aid connection. Yeah, they they perform a lot together. Interesting. Yeah, yeah that would be good. That's That'd what I was thinking. That'd be a good one. Wasn't he supposed <clears throat> to induct somebody? Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, Neil Young is an interesting one. I was thinking other uh, Farm Aid folks, like maybe Willie Nelson or John yeah. Mellencamp, but I don't know if But Neil... so he also does, Dave does, so Neil Young used to put on the Bridge School Benefit in San mm-hmm. Francisco, and Dave would do it almost every year. Okay. So they That's like in each the other. Bay, so I would go there a lot. Yeah, they like each other. And Neil Young shows up at the ceremonies a lot. He's yeah. given a lot of speeches. He inducted Tom Waits. He inducted uh, Paul McCartney. He was supposed to induct Pearl Jam. He has, yeah, he inducted the Pretenders. Like, he is there. He inducted the Pretenders? Yeah, he's there I a lot. I know that. Uh, I love the Pretenders. So that that's a good choice. Also, John Mayer shows up a lot. He really he do. He inducts a lot of old blues dudes. Like Stevie Ray Vaughan and, and he does Albert a good King. Job. He does he does a great job. You yeah. hate John to Mayer's say it, showman, but you man. love to see yeah. it. <laughs> I'll tell you what. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so that's uh, those are good choices. Yeah. What songs do they play? Now you can you can really give us insight in the songs that they like to play. I would think they would they would do one from the first album, one from the second album, and then maybe some fan favorites. Uh, I think they have to do Ants Marching. Yeah, I think uh, they have to do Ants Marching. And then Crash into Me seems like a have good to one. Do Crash, right? Uh, I think they definitely will do Ants Marching. I don't. Mm-hmm. They don't love to play Crash. They well, play it's too commercial. Sucks. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Like in retrospect, like from that album, Crash is not the song that yeah, I. Yeah, I think. Uh, I is mean, it I Tripping Billies. I'm probably. I'm probably a Billies. bad guesser at this. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I also think they would be unpredictable in terms of the songs that they yeah, would play. Yeah, but then also, is there a time limit? Like, <laughs> <laughs> they could just play Ants Marching for their whole yeah, allotted they, time. Yeah. Uh, I I That'd think be pretty tight. I think Jimmy Thien and Two Step would be possibilities, but Jimmy those are long. Thing. Those are jam. What? How does Jimmy Thien? Yeah, I'd say it'd be interesting. I could see them playing new shit and like, yeah, Ugh, unre- so stuff bad. that's maybe unrecognizable because they're just I mean the- jamming. And their whole fan base would be filling up the entire stadium yeah. just fucking living for it. Like they had to sit through a Whitney Houston tribute and they are like, bring <laughs> on Dave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Trip and Billy's does seem right just given the uh, content of the lyrics and stuff. It's about celebration and... I mean, but most of the songs yeah. about celebration. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Play Tripping Billies. That should be the last one. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Do you think that if they got in, that they would close it out the way the Def Leppard did, where it's so, like almost like the fan fave? I mean, you would well, think they would have to be the headliners. At yeah. like the Brit School benefit that I was talking about, it was like an all day thing. So like noon to 10. Mm-hmm. And they would play when they did it right before. And then Neil Young would play last. Mm-hmm. And you would lose like a third of the crowd. That's so after like, they played yeah because it is like and you get it a little bit it's like well we've been here for eight hours mm-hmm. and uh so i think that would come into people's minds at least i think everyone would stay to the end no matter it's not like oh yeah but just like i think that usually to, just like that, as far as just reverence is concerned they mm-hmm. yeah. the the biggest band goes last 
Yeah, there's usually an obvious headliner, and I think yeah. if they were inducted, that would probably. I be think them. it would be them, and then I think it would be then you'd get Neil Young out to jam with them at the end. Yeah. You'd get yeah, because it's usually the final there. band that is right. like the foundation of the jam. Like it's yeah. when people join. You'd have P Diddy in there. One one real thing. Well, Torio, if they got inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, would you go? You want to go? Would you come with us? Oh, we're gonna go no matter what. When is? I would definitely go. Yeah, if it's, it's this year, be in May in Cleveland. Yeah, for sure. All right, I have one weekend booked in May, but if it's not that weekend, I will go. Fuck yeah! And then if it's and, in fifteen uh, years, I have friends there. I need to see. I'll go in fifteen years. Hell yeah, dude! He's but like, it's gonna I'll be this still year. Be them annually. This it doesn't May. Matter. <laughs> Bucket. Well, well Toria, thank you so much for joining us. And Thanks for having me. Thanks for not making fun of me too much. Yeah, I felt I like thought this was going to be rough. <laughs> yeah, we were pretty even-handed. We really yeah. were. It's because I'm a little you disappointed. My, oh, it's because the nostalgia just like it hit you. Hit me like a big. Wa- it crashed right into me. Mm-hmm. Goddamn. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it crushed you. Um, I want to give you the opportunity to plug your own shit, uh, whatever you've got oh. coming up, or your social media, whatever you got. Yeah. Uh, I have my out first album coming out. I don't oh, know. Great. When. So, and so Torio, in 25 years, he'll be Tor- eligible. Yes, so I'll be eligible for her. Toriovangirl.com is my website. Awesome. Toriovangirl. What's the name of the album? Magic Knees. Magic Ooh. Knees. Yeah. I love it. I bet it. you learned about the, what that is on the album. You got to get the I album. I bet he doesn't do a Dave it. type uh, naming <laughs> situation. Yeah, but it's pretty clear. It's called that number it's pretty clear. 23. It's number uh, one. Uh, well, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Rock Hall Pod. You can email us, rockhallpod at gmail.com. If you want Kristen to see it, you're going to have to designate that somewhere in the message. We have gotten some really nice uh, messages recently, yeah, so thank you guys so for nice. sending thank those. Thank you for the nice messages. Uh, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Rate and review us five stars only. If you're leaving a review because of this episode, say Grew Grux King, and you can spell that however you want. Thank you to Mike Lloyd for the logo. Thank you to Yusuke Kim for the music. Thank you to Joy Devine for the equipment. Thank you to Chad Briggs and Dave Schilling for letting us record in the home that I share with them. And thank you to Pantheon Podcast for hosting us. I'm Joe Pozzala. I'm Kristen Stutter. And who cares about the rock hall? It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. 
That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.